You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Annie. And I'm Chris. And I'm Stephanie. We're talking about the season two finale of Killjoys, how to kill friends and influence people, though I think we plan to do neither in this episode. We will talk about anything and everything from the finale, uh, but there won't be any spoilers for future episodes because we know nothing about season three yet. So let's get started with our quick reviews. I like this episode. I thought it had a lot of really good emotional moments and great Johnny and Dutch stuff. I like how it bookended the episode. And I really like Klein's death scene. I thought it was really unexpectedly emotional. And um, I just kept watching it going, wow, what a transition the audience has had to go through. This uh, character we thought was a big bad initially that we love to hate to have him go out in such an emotional way between him and Dutch, I thought was really effective. And of course, I loved all the humor with Lucy and the dogfight scene, which was amazing special effects. And it was great to see Rick Howland and Stephanie Leonidas in their guest roles. So looking forward to the trouble that Dutch is going to stir up next season. Yeah, I liked this episode too, but it didn't feel particularly season finale-ish to me. I don't know, maybe because they didn't actually confront a big bad figure. Not really. It, it, I don't know. It just did not quite feel like a season finale. And it was it was quite heavy on the exposition. We were getting just a lot of information trying to tie up the very mythology denseness of the season. Uh, but I thought Johnny's arc in the episode was well done. And Davin paired with Fancy was, of course, a whole lot of fun to watch. And, and like Andy mentioned, I was super excited to see Rick Howland from Lost Girl guest starring. Woo! More Lost Girl guest stars! And I, I liked seeing the return of uh, Stephanie Leonidas as, as Clara. So what did you think, Chris? I liked the episode. But it wasn't terribly satisfying to me as a season finale. That said, I liked a lot of the beats of this episode, mostly the ones that both of you mentioned already. Uh, I'm glad that Dutch got a little bit of closure about Klein. And, you know, there were Dutch and Johnny hugs, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were some nice, satisfying emotional moments. uh, But but yeah, it just didn't quite feel like a season finale. I don't know. Because, like, there's some closure, but it's really not closure <laughs> about the stuff that's been going on all season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this season, I think, in in its entirety to me, has been less satisfying as, like, a cohesive whole. Season one was just so satisfying as a cohesive whole. Looking at season two, it, it reminds me a bit of, like you were mentioning before we started recording, it does remind me of Orphan Black season three, where it feels like, okay, here's this information that you need to have, but we're kind of in a middle ground trying to get from one piece of our series-long arc to the next piece of our series-long arc. It's like we're unfolding the world and the bigger picture here, but it just it feels all very transitional. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I got a little of that. It was... Information was doled out kind of sparingly throughout the season about the green goo and the meaning of it and Arkin and everything. And then we're just kind of like, okay, but still at the end. But wait, we've only gotten rid of the green goo on Arkin. And really, there's, you know, we still don't know everything about Anila and this whole armada she suddenly has. But I, I did like Dutch's determination of, well, we're not just going to win a battle. I want a, I want a war. So that kind of got me excited. I was like, oh, that's very Dutch. And, you know, so that's why I was kind of looking forward to her just going, okay, we're not just going to stop here. I mean, I like the beat it ended on. That's a transitional thing, though, is what I'm saying is it's Uh, all I know, but I didn't mind it as much. So, okay. 
That's just me. Let's talk about Klein and his death, because I, I feel very conflicted about his death here in this episode. On the one hand, Dutch finally, I think, has an answer about him that he was well-intentioned toward her, though she still has very conflicted feelings about what he did. But maybe, and he was a really interesting figure in the show, I thought, so I'm sad to see him go, but I also can see how maybe he might have reached an expiration date. I don't know. What did y'all think about the choice to, to go ahead and kill Klein? Let's start with you, Chris. I'm not terribly broken up about it, but at the same time, he has been such a major figure in the show that, I don't know, it, it was unexpected for me mm-hmm. that they actually killed him off. And that they did it, you know, approximately mid-episode. I don't know. I just... Because as I mentioned before, like, there is some closure for Dutch there, but, like, I don't know if it's enough, you know? <laughs> I still have... I I just... Uh... Annie, what did you think about Klein dying in this episode? Well, it was a little unexpected, but at the same time... Uh, I mean, I like how... Even in that last scene, Dutch's feelings about Klein sacrificing himself for her and that she was conflicted about it till the very end. She was like, what did she say? You know, you a-hole, you don't get to say you love me. But at the same mm-hmm. time, she's crying over him dying and, you know, this father figure in a twisted way that was the only one she had, even though he revealed it through terrible means. But... Yeah, I just, but I thought it was such good acting in that scene. And I really, you know, love the callback to the story they told at the beginning of the episode. But I was just watching going, oh my God, you know, we've seen him as the big bad. And to see him end at this transition where I'm sad to see him go and Dutch is sad to see him go or a part of her is. I just thought it was a really powerful scene. But at the same time, it's messy. She's not going to get all the answers and resolve all her feelings about him. And she's going to continue to be conflicted about him. And I let that just tracks with what Johnny said. It's okay to hate him, but to miss him at the same time, essentially. But um, I was like, well, is he dead dead? I think he's dead dead. But Yeah, you know, he's dead dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll miss that character because he was such an interesting counterpoint. But at the same time, I think the season did a good job of tracking how... You know, first Davin and then Dutch's feelings toward Klein, how she didn't see him as just so black and white, just as the enemy changed over the season. So for Dutch to be still conflicted about Klein sacrificing himself for her, but at the same time, sad to see him go, I thought just uh, emotionally made sense. I, I can see where it could have been interesting to keep him around longer, where Dutch was trying to be more trusting of him. Because mm-hmm. while we've seen this season, her kind of come to accept that she's not entirely sure if he's her enemy. We haven't seen them interact all that much where she's trying to work with him and think of him as as, as somebody who doesn't just want to capture her and hold her against her will and, and that sort of thing. This was really the first episode where we got to see them do that. So I could see where it could have been interesting for him to stick around longer with her having kinder feelings toward him yeah. but at the same time you know he's been used as this big menace in the show and i do feel like this season has neutralized him in that way so i can see the wisdom of or the maybe not the wisdom but the logic of having him sacrifice himself for her at this point to sort of prove once and for all like i did really care about you above all and mm-hmm. for her to be able to at least have some closure around that you know 
Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know if that I, – I don't know how to feel about that in and of itself, even, just because – it kind of makes you inclined to inclined to <laughs> to to want to have warmer feelings to him, but he did some really yeah. terrible, messed up stuff to Dutch. He did, yeah. And but, so, but I do I, think that they preserved that complicated aspect of their relationship, even though he did sacrifice herself. Sorry, I didn't himself. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. Yeah, I think it was a good balance, Stephanie. But I do. I like you were saying, Chris. I feel conflicted about about him dying because it does feel like oh i could see some potential still there for that character however i can see why they chose to do that so i don't know i don't I'm, i didn't dislike the decision to kill him i'm just not entirely sure how to feel about it quite yet mm-hmm. well because I, I think part of my reluctance about the whole thing is we just found out about klein's origins right and now we won't probably get to explore that any further. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not that there's necessarily a lot of stuff that they'd, a, lo- a lot of story that they'd build around that, but, you know, it just feels like that opportunity is gone now. Right. Right. And that did really cast him in a very benevolent light that he discovered the plasma and its ill effects because he was trying to feed a planet of people who presumably didn't have enough food. And. But he already had his little black root symbol on his outfit, so I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> that the probably because the black root emerged from that original project staff. They were the ones who originally infected with the with the green goo, and they've become Anila's henchmen on the quest for more and more plasma to create ever, more and more people in, to induct. I don't know what's the word. I guess make people Hullen. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, was Black Root an established thing that was doing something else that then turned into this, or did it grow out of that? I have questions. Well, I have a feeling we might get more answers about Black Root and their development through Anila next season. Maybe I'm wrong. But let's talk a little bit about Dutch and her journey in this episode. Like you were saying, Annie, we the episode ends and it's just Dutch is still really conflicted about Klein. And I, I just, I really love that scene between her and Johnny. And I, and I really love the fact that in that scene, she even pointed out that like, Johnny, I, I recognize that you've been through something painful, and yet you're still managing to be a shoulder for me to cry on. It just was such a nice scene for them to bookend the season, I thought. Yeah, I know. And especially in contrast to the scene with them earlier, where she's being a shoulder for him. And she's saying, if you want to leave if you want to go anywhere we will and i was just like oh dutch so yeah i love that yeah basically echoing back to him what he said to her in the first season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good point I, I didn't make that connection at the time but yeah that's absolutely what he, what he said to her when she told him about klein and that situation yep if you want to run i call shotgun that's mm-hmm. what he said <laughs> But I, I again, I just I love that even though Klein died, doing something nice for Dutch, they they didn't try to uncomplicate her feelings for him. Yeah, and that's and, smart writing, I think. Yeah. yeah, while while like the the plot mechanics of this episode didn't feel as season finale ish to me, it did feel like there was some character stuff in this episode that did feel very season finale ish to me, and so that worked for me. The the kind of processing that she went through in regards to her decline and her emotions toward him. Right. 
which is something we've talked about before that this show is really more characters first before plot. So I do appreciate that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Even if some of the plot choices made me go, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And I have to say that Hannah John Common is a really good crier in that scene with Klein. She is. She just like, you know, some actors, it's like Poured maybe it a little out. tear or two. No, no, she's just I was like, gushing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of added to the whole effect I felt about that scene. And it was interesting. I was thinking now just kind of it has a double meaning when she kept repeating he's gone to Davin. Not just that he's dead, but this influence that I have in my life, whether I love him or hate him, it's gone. You know, I held yeah. on to it for so long. And yeah. Right. Because earlier in the season, she was she was saying that her hatred of him was sort of what really guided her and it's sort of was what a, her wor- a solid... world revolved around. Yeah, exactly. And even though she that became troubled and she wasn't sure how to feel about him, like now he's just absolutely gone. So the the idea that Klein's gone and Johnny, Johnny, let's talk about Johnny, is gone too again. Like, oh, ah, Johnny. Johnny! I was going to say, this is a perfect <laughs> opportunity for a segue because what are you doing, Johnny? Not good for you to go off. Did you learn nothing from the Old Town incident? You need to tell Dutch and Davin you're going to do dangerous <sighs> stuff. <sighs> At least Lucy knew. And, you know, because she figured it out for herself because he didn't tell her either. Mm-hmm. That mm. jerk. <laughs> I love you, Johnny, really... but come on. I know. I'm like, oh, Johnny, you don't think they're going to come after you? You don't think they're going to be worried? You don't think Lucy's going to tell them? At least she got Clara to be a wing woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, if there's one good thing to come of this, it's that Clara came back. Yeah. Woo-hoo! With Alice. Mm-hmm. And I did <laughs> read an interview with Michelle Lovretta after... The episode aired, and she said she really fought for Stephanie Leonidas to come back. And I'm like, woohoo! So, I appreciate that. What do you mean she had to fight for her to come back? Like, they set her up in the first episode she appeared in to come back. Come Uh, on, (laughs) sci-fi! So she must have been very pleased with herself after the first episode aired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because all of fandom was like, bring her back! We want more! (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it, yeah, because she was on Defiance, and I know Defiance got canceled, but I I recall her character being pretty popular over there. People seem to like her, so yeah. come on, sci-fi. <sighs> Give us more Stephanie Leonidas. <laughs> but I do hope there's more Johnny and Lucy sometime in season three, because that whole scene where basically, I read some tweets about it, where uh, Michelle Avreda was like, she said, oh, if you recalled me tweeting at the beginning of the season or, you know, several months before where I tweeted Aaron Ashmore. She's like, I just wrote a scene that'll, that made me cry. And that was the scene where she was talking about when Johnny's talking to Lucy, which was pretty amazing since Aaron Ashmore had to act against nothing. And then yeah, just, just a woman or person reading the lines off screen. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tamsin has to voice it months later. So yeah, but I was like, Oh, that, Gave me feels. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and where, especially where Johnny says, you know, I don't even know why I did it or how, how to feel about what I did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> did it, And then Lucy's like, did I do something? I'm like, oh, Lucy. No, it wasn't you. Especially after their whole, you know, Top Gun dogfight where the... 
the uh, quote is, you know, we're going to bust the tower, girl. <laughs> Negative, Johnny. The pattern is full. That's from Top Gun. But oh, uh, I had no idea what she said and what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Captioning. Same. But uh, yeah, that was that was an awesome. I can't watch it with fight. the captions. I get distracted from the plot, and I realize I don't know what's going on. Well, so I, I'd rather miss a line or two than the entire plot thread. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was uh, that was an awesome dogfight scene. So to go from that to them saying goodbye, I was just like, oh. So yeah, the two extremes. I liked her calling him out on his silly fight pattern name what was it It was like oh blue. yeah <laughs> you need better code names or something <laughs> blue huckleberry i can't remember yeah. what it was. blueberry <laughs> foxtrot blueberry foxtrot that's right <laughs> <sighs> but i was like afraid lucy was gonna get shot up or really damaged i'm like Duh. so yeah i was glad she made it through that but yeah that was a lot of guns but and it felt like she had a call back to her I'm a spaceship, John, in that, in that yeah. scene, because mm-hmm. he made a reference to her putting on her dancing shoes, and she repeated, you know, I don't have feet, I'm a ship, but then she understood later on that he See? was making a joke. <laughs> AI, pro- AI progression of, you know, intelligence. This time she got the joke. Lucy had a character arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. I, but I, I just, <laughs> oh, I get it. You reference now, you were making a joke, John. You're funny. <laughs> In the middle of all this, you know, guns firing at them. He's like, oh, I don't need your pity. <laughs> or maybe it was very humorous, John, or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was it was amusing. Yeah, it was great. You were also humorous, Lucy. I thought the confrontation that Johnny finally had with Delsea was an interesting choice on the writer's part. Because I think, you know, when, when it's like, oh, he's confronting the woman who killed the woman he loves, you expect it to be more angry, more something, yeah. but it was just so quiet and calculated, but that I felt like it was very Johnny. Like, of course, that's how he would approach it. Hmm. Yeah. 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 John's not an explosive anger kind of guy, really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's almost like he felt like he needed to do this thing because it was almost, he didn't really understand why he needed to do it, kind of what he said to Lucy later on, uh, but... He, yeah, it was just such a strange revenge scene, really. Hmm. Almost like that's what you'd expect the person to do f- towards the person that killed the one you loved. You know, he just right, says, I just loved her. That you know, He goes, yeah. I'm not killing you for this reason or that reason. It's just my own personal thing. And, and the way that Aaron Ashmore played it, where after he shoots her, he kind of, he looks at a gun and he looks at her almost like... I couldn't tell what was quite going through his head. Like, he didn't expect it to be that easy, or he didn't know how to feel about it afterward. Maybe that's what he was trying to convey, because that's what he does say later on. Uh, But, yeah, it was just a very strange, quiet little scene. But, I don't know, I I feel like I liked it, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Well, again, it's not something he'd normally do, or, you know, even know how to do, but... It's just extraordinary circumstances push him to do that thing, and he's not sure about it. Yeah, I'm I'm similarly ambivalent about it, I guess. Because I didn't want it to happen. Like, I thought it probably would, but I think partly because I thought it was probably going to happen, I was kind of like, I don't want it to. Want it to happen? Well, 
I, I can I can understand that. I agree that it felt expected. But again, I feel like they did it in a way that was different and not typical. Therefore, I didn't mind that they did it even though it was expected. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that if if we're going to use your deserved it or not scale, Chris, I think that Delsa had deserved it, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> well, I think sure. she deserved it. Of course. Because grr, Delsaia. Yeah. Again, so not into hate flirting with you and Dutch anymore. You say that it's, now. If it started up again, you'd be cute so as into it. it. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, like, attracted to it and repelled by it at the same time. Yeah. So right, yet so wrong. You're you're <sighs> having a hate flirting relationship with their hate flirting? Yes, I am. <laughs> wow. That's a double entendre. But... It, I yeah. don't think it is. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like we, we, we're going to read some and hear some feedback from people a little bit later on. Uh, but both of the feedback that we got from folks, they both mentioned thinking that Delsea was dead or that Delsea wasn't going to come back. And that was not my impression of that scene. I just no. thought Johnny shot her, not that he had killed her. Well, it's a sci-fi trope. You know, we're like, she's not dead dead until we see a body. Right. You know, so a review I read, they're like, Johnny, don't you know to check the body to see if they're dead dead before well, you go off? <laughs> I don't know that he actually meant to kill her. I think he felt That's like she, he, ne- he needed yeah. to do something. Because if he wanted to kill her, he could have easily done that. He could have shot, her, shot in her in the head. head. Yeah. You know, she was on the ground. She didn't seem to have a weapon. He could have shot her in the head. So I don't think his ultimate goal was necessarily to kill her. Because it seems like he shot her in the stomach or something, right? Yes. Well, yeah, still, he shot her in the, <laughs> very fatal in the wound ab- if she doesn't get help soon. But he that's shot the her in slow the way to die. Yeah. Uh. So it's kind of like, it felt like he was saying, if that's the end of you, good riddance, but you have a fighting chance. Mm. That's kind of my impression of why he did it the way that he did it rather yeah. than going in for a kill shot the way that say Davin would have but regardless he knows he's going to be pursued no matter what happens which is exactly. why he had to leave yeah and th- that's what even makes me think that he didn't intend to kill her because he knew there were people going to come after him i mean granted there's probably security cameras and stuff but it almost felt like he knew delsea would be able to go tell somebody before mm-hmm. she died yeah or if she died at all. I don't I again, I don't think she died. Because she was still alive when the sea ended. Her 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 love for Dutch will keep her alive, her hate flirting. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of hate flirting with Dutch will keep her going. <laughs> and watch it'll be like Dutch that saves her. <laughs> and a new hate flirt relationship will be born. <laughs> she must live to snap. <laughs> <laughs> do it say it again chris say it in that it, i love it when you impersonate that line or do the impression of so that terribly. line it's so <laughs> insufficiently so you must be one hell of a snapper <laughs> but it's more it's more like snapper <laughs> snapper one hell of a snapper <laughs> I'm amused by Annie's amusement. (laughs) She has to live to snap. (laughs) You really tickled Annie. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Well, since we're talking about hate flirting, shall we talk a little bit about Davin and Fancy Lee? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Don't worry, I'll tell them you died sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how do you die sexy? You just fall to the ground going. (laughs) But again, this week I felt like Davin didn't have as much, you know, emotional plotline stuff going on, but we saw that he has continued to kind of hone his anti-green goo ability because he was like choking fancy Lee and not making his eyes explode, but making like the green goo come out of his mouth. True. Yeah. And be more explodey. But- <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's a Y and added on the end of everything. <laughs> but I just I love the antagonism between the two of them. They they make a great pair. I, I'm so glad that, that Fancy Lee got well, he didn't have to be D sixed in order to be partnered with them. So I'm j I'll just say that I'm glad Fancy Lee is it seems to be kind of back with the gang and maybe partnering with them well, in the next I, season. I, I'm just mm-hmm. glad he's not dead dead, so Yeah. Yay, right. Fancy Lee's not dead dead, because we were worried about him at this time last season. Yep. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got he got turned into a six at the end of last season. He got D sixed at the end of this season. What's gonna happen to him at the end of season three? He's going to become a 12. (laughs) Oh, I did like the line, you're a 6, not a 10. Simmer down. That was a good line. That was a very good line. And it's like, you know, you're talking to Davin, who can control the green goo, so you'd better simmer down, because he can make your eyes go explodey if he wants to. And of course, Davin using him as a human shield was was pretty great. Except I don't know how Davin could forget, you know, in the middle of all that, I forgot. Nothing short of brain death can kill you. And I'm like, how could you forget? You've been surrounded by sixes all season. Well, but he's probably thinking military tactics of, you know, you stay down and you try to shoot people. Anyway, let's not get into it. We're trying to keep it short. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not like your go-to strategy is like, I'll use my comrade as, as a human shield. shield. Exactly. Like your brain doesn't go there normally. No. Or most people's no. don't, I would hope. Unless you have a snarky comrade that you hate flirt with, yeah happens to be a six but speaking of good pairings i also really loved the exchange between klein and seraphin who was rick howland's character where klein kind of leans into him and says i I don't think there'd be any point in killing you right he's like oh no i would not advise that i have a bomb strapped (laughs) (laughs) to my chest and he's just like tea no thank you (laughs) and And he just spends the rest of the episode just casually drinking tea at his desk i know Mm mm-hmm but I love how in the middle of that, Dutch is fighting and he's declines just watching her casually. And Dutch is like, you a-hole, get over here. It's like, okay, fine. When when Klein was kind of bragging on Dutch to to Seraphin saying, oh, she's pretty impressive. I, I kind of wanted him to come back and say, like, she reminds me of my granddaughter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which to anyone listening who does not know is a Lost Girl reference. Girl reference. But I, I, there's, I don't think they'll bring Rick Howland back, though. He was still alive at the end of the episode. I'd love to see him back. I love Rick. I think he's great. Well, it was so funny when he was first on screen. I forgot that he was in the episode because I watched this episode about a week late. And I was like, it's Rick. I mean, Rick. So it took me a minute. Before we get into feedback, let's wrap up with uh, questions that are lingering after this episode. Anybody want to start us off? So towards the end of the episode, we get a glimpse of Vanilla. Was she drinking the green goo or was she drinking algae beer? Plasma. That's a joke, right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like ninety percent joking. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. It looked like algae beer. That's all I'm saying. No, it was it, bright green plasma. That's too, yeah, too bright to be algae. Maybe beer. I need to adjust the tint on my TV because it looks darker green to me. 
Well, I think that's the most green goo we've seen, because usually we see them in kind of little vials or in tubes, so maybe just the color of it changes when it's more concentrated. I'm just saying it looked like the algae bear from season one. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's fair. There's a reason I think they stopped showing them drink the algae bear. (laughs) Because it was getting in the actor's teeth. Teeth, yes. (laughs) Anila seemed to be doing okay, but who knows? (laughs) She didn't smile afterward, I don't think. And speaking of Anila, they reaffirmed in this episode, we still don't know why Dutch looks like her. So we still have this question of, is she her kid? Is she a clone? Is it a coincidence? It's probably not a coincidence. So they do still have that dangling out there to answer with uh, season three. I did have to say, I really like that shot of Anila's armada and the set design and everything of Anila walking down that white set. I thought that was very striking. Can we keep calling her Double Dutch, though? I just love calling her Double Dutch. (laughs) Yeah, Double Dutch is cool. Sure. I like that Johnny called her Other Dutch in this episode. Mm -hmm. I know. I was hoping, actually, he might take the opportunity to call her Double Dutch, but I did like Other Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had a question about the end of that scene between Johnny and Delsea, because, you know, he shoots her, he leaves, and it shows her sitting on the ground, holding her wound, and she kind of smiles to herself. What does that smile mean? It feels like well, it's like does she know something about Potter that she's not telling? Is she just smiling because it's like, oh, you know, the game's afoot type of a smile. I'm gonna have so much fun coming after you and finding you and killing you. Ha! Like, what does that <laughs> smile mean? Maybe she just Maybe. wants to hate Fleur with all the killjoys now. <laughs> She's like, okay, I deserve that. Like, what does that smile mean? <laughs> to me, well, it was just such a Delsea kind of thing to do, though. She's like, it's true. I have to go back and watch it like, again. Like, she would so. be vaguely amused by this turn of events. Like, because <laughs> mm-hmm. she clearly did not interpret Johnny's presence as a threat in the least. I mean, she was just kind of annoyed, like, oh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Instead of Klein. So maybe that's why it's just like, oh, hey, look, he he did find some gumption to shoot me. Good for him. <laughs> Haven't you ever had one of those moments where you're so sort of annoyed and disbelieving that you smile to yourself? Mm-hmm. I guess. Because I've done that. Yeah. But it was interesting how Klein was talking about how the history of the, you know, the ancestors of the Nine, that was the deal they made with his people to take all the wealth of the quad and they would get eventual longevity or be sixed. So, mm-hmm. but um, I was wondering, was she smiling because she was already secretly sixed at that point and would be fine? But I doubt it with the context of the conversation she had with who she thought was Klein. But yeah, because the, the way that she was talking to Klein earlier, it sounded like the deal hadn't been made. Hadn't, had, yeah, exactly. And since, they did the thing to the tree and it kind of made supposedly made black root and double dutch turn around i don't think they ever made it to the quad in order to turn them into sixes so i don't Mm. think she was that's a good point though she might have been but i feel like even if she had been it would have been done with goo from arkin which was yeah negated it's the only available goo around that we know of Mm -hmm. yeah though they did say there were other sources in other parts of the J. yeah
we wanted to share a couple of pieces of feedback we got from listeners. Uh, the following email is from Molly, and Molly said, Oh goodness, was I so glad to see the tag for Returns in 2017 at the end of the episode because you cannot leave it like that. Is Anila the big bad of the series? Is she drinking plasma? Yes, we think so. Not Algebra. How many warships does she command and how does she control them? Do you guys think that the Holland first bonded with those on Arkin, or were there others before? The Nanite guy said invaders came, so were those Holland? That was my impression. I do think they are supposed to be Holland when, in the scheme of all of this, that happened. I don't know, because Klein makes yeah. it sound like he's the first. Mm-hmm. But, like, is he the first here, or is he the first overall? I don't know. I still have questions about all of that. Well, and he clearly was bonded to... Well, I shouldn't say clearly. He seemed to be bonded to a plasma that did not come from Arkin, but maybe I misunderstood that. Did you think that? Because no, that was my impression that it came. It was from your impression Arkin. it came from Arkin. Okay, never mind. I'll take that back. That's true because he wasn't alive after the tree was killed. So who knows? Um, yeah, I'm unclear about the timeline. I would. I I think maybe it was supposed to be. The, that they were on Arkin when they were doing the tree research, because that's where we saw the yeah. where the mugs came and stole the tree. Mm-hmm. But but definitely the invaders who came to Sam Romwell's planet, I those I think are are most definitely supposed to have been Holland. Molly continues and says, I was super happy to see Clara come back at the end to run off with Johnny for a while in the scene with Johnny and Dutch still being best friends and commiserating in grief. Fancy slash Davin hate flirting is always wonderful, especially since we won't have Delsea anymore. anymore. However, I think we'll be back. We'll see if there's hate flirting, though. She did deserve that shot in the gut, and I did not think the message was Johnny until he told her. I'm a little sad to see Klein go, but he did go about as far as he could, and now Dutch needs to be on her own to fight. If they are leaving the quad again, those credits are going to have to change yet again. And then we also got this voicemail from Ronnie. Hey, Chris, Annie, and Stephanie. This is Ronnie from Vegas, and it's been way too long, and I was unfortunately not able to make Dragon Con this year, so I said I gotta at least leave a message now that we're on the last episode of Killjoys for this season. And I do have to admit, I'm conflicted about this last episode. I love the way that it ended with Johnny and Clara heading off on their own. I think it makes really good conflict for the third season. And I also think it's really good that we did, you know, good confirmation at the end of the episode that there will be a third season. Yay! But I do have to admit, I was um, a little bit disappointed. I felt like, one, I, you know, we've already had enough killing the season. So to kill off Klein, to me, just didn't make sense with all the buildup and what they need to conquer next season. And also, I thought it was just too convenient the way Johnny was able to kill Delsea. So, like I said, I like the way the episode ended, but overall, I think actually this whole season, I, I like the first season better. So it'll be interesting to hear your podcast to see what you think about this last episode. Um, and what was nice is I did get to rewatch Meet the Parents, which is actually my favorite episode of this season. I really love the episode and, you know, with all the different parents and the different drama in that episode. And I love the body swap that um, they did in that episode. I thought that was went so well. Thanks for sending that in, Ronnie, as you may have guessed. I think we pretty much feel the same way you do. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages like Ronnie sent us, and you can send us those in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. 
The Quad is part of the Ask a Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Lost Girl and some other shows, you can visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening. See you in the quad. <laughs>